Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation about the mundane. One thing we promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just drift off. Drift off, that is, to sleep. Um, You may hear the pitter-patter of rain or the crack of thunder. I just figured since it was raining, I was going to take advantage of this and include it as this podcast episode. I'm joined today by thunder, rain, lightning, and the delightful Amanda Barker. Some call me lightning in a bottle. And indeed they should. (laughs) Uh, It is really starting to come down, Amanda. And I said to you, you were just cooking, and I said, hey, maybe we record with the rain in the background. So I... Put the vegetables in the oven to roast. Said they're going to take about a half an hour anyway. And uh, cleared everything off. Turned the water off to boil. And here we are. Yes, so enjoy the sounds of the rain. The gentle rain. The gentle rain. Like the game. Yeah, we just got a game called Gentle Rain where it says, take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy your time at the lake. And in the rain is when the lotus flowers bloom, according to this game. One of the things I love about lotus flowers is that they sit and float on top of the water. And what's interesting about them is that the murkier the water, usually the brighter the bloom. So you think about this lotus flower that sits peacefully on top of all this other funk underneath it. Yeah. And I think it's a nice symbol. It's certainly been used as a symbol for centuries in Buddhist thought, obviously, in meditation. Um, And I think it just becomes a a nice guide, a nice intention to sit peacefully on top of water, no matter how murky. You're right. And Amanda, I know you well enough to know that you love to drift off with the sounds of the rain. I love the rain. One thing I've learned about myself in the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always known it, but if it involves water, I'm better off for it. And somebody said to me once, if you don't know how to deal with your life, get near water. Oh, that's a fascinating Get near water of any kind, whether it's being near the rain, if it happens to be there. Sure. 
uh, whether if it's getting into a tub and just surrounding yourself with water yes. in the bathtub, which I do uh, on the regular. If you have access to a body of water, taking a walk by it, sitting and staring at it, um, be it a beach, a brook, a stream, a, a river of any kind, just getting yourself the closest you can to water, even having a drink of water sure. can make your spirits lift and just make you feel replenished. So that is, uh, that's my go-to. And there's the sound of rolling thunder. Yeah, it's, it's the simplest advice to just get yourself near water or be with water. Sometimes when I'm falling asleep, I imagine that I'm on a, a thin raft just floating on top of water without any you know only the stream or the current or the breeze guiding me sure how do you feel about the rolling thunder that we're hearing in the background right now along with this pitter patter of rain well thunder is so beautiful because it's the drama of water oh i never thought of it that way you know water has many forms and i and i think it's fair to say that lightning and thunder is is beautiful water at its most dramatic sure i mean it's all within nature and you think our earliest ancestors dealt with water i was just thinking that as i was chopping up my summer squash we went for a walk just before um it started to rain we could feel it coming and we were trying to take photos of the lightning that we saw behind us and uh, we're a bit up north. We're not actually in our studio, obviously, because you hear the sound of rain. But uh, even that feel of the clouds coming mm-hmm. and darkening as we were walking closer and closer to, you know, where we're staying. And just just that feeling of the air. There's a quality to the air, a thickness to the air when it's about to rain. That and I energy. Love. Sure. And energy to the air. And looking in the horizon on the water, as we just did mm-hmm. about a half an hour ago saying everything is calm now but you can see that that drama is coming down the bend and it's exciting sure it's cleansing yes um you know there is that cleansing feeling after a storm which again is another symbol you know that after the storm feeling like mother nature sort of got what she needed she needed to express herself and you know it's delightful for you know, the vegetation that needs that water, that needs, especially in, in dry times, that needs the water, you know, the freshness of even the, the hot summer days being cooled off by uh, summer rain. I watered my geraniums this morning, and now I'm wishing I hadn't. Okay. That was useless, but did, I didn't know it was coming. Did you use a watering can? Did you use a vessel? Because uh, we have the green watering can. Yeah, outside. no, I didn't use that. It was leftover water, but I'm trying to remember from what. Oh, I rinsed out um, the big pot I was going to boil some some pasta in. I see. I rinsed it out. We were boiling corn. Mm-hmm. So I rinsed it out before I put the fresh water in. And so when I was rinsing it out, I thought instead of pouring it down the sink, uh, I'll go water the flowers oh, with it. That's quite smart. There was a little bug in it. So I thought that'll nourish my dream. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I just love, I just love seeing puddles and the reflection of the sky in puddles. 
that's something that's always amazed me. Puddles yeah. always remind me of Peppa Pig. Am I allowed to talk about? Of Peppa? course you can. Muddy puddles. Um, if you, if you don't know Peppa Pig, she's an animated character that's that you know three year olds are big fans of, and splashing in muddy puddles uh, is a big part of every episode. I think for sure. It it's so funny when my nephew was rather young. I think he was three years old at the mm-hmm. time. There was a um, water incident at my parents' place. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the pipes broke or something, and so yeah. water was leaking into the basement. Yeah. And while my folks were dealing <laughs> with this crash of water through the ceiling, the crash of water through the ceiling, my nephew put on his rain boots and he started quacking. Yes. And we were all like, why is he quacking? Like we didn't make the connection because it was such a dramatic moment. And he here's this, you know, whatever he was, yeah. two year old, just quacking and quacking. And I only in hindsight is it so obvious but at the moment you're like i don't know he's quacking i don't know what's going on over there just excited to (laughs) jump in the puddles and quack like a duck it's amazing so what other things okay so let me ask you this okay it's raining that's not a question it's not a question but it's the setup to my question Mm -hmm. what kind of rain gear do you like to have if you're out in the rain I don't. Oh, okay. I find it all very sweaty. So not like a rain smock. I have a rain smock, or like a raincoat. A raincoat. A rain smock. A rain smock. I guess it is kind of a smock. Uh, I do have one. I keep it in the car. I don't love it. It's not lined or anything, so okay. it's only to be put over other jackets. I see. So if it's a cold rain, it's not very helpful. I don't love rain boots, and in all boots. There's always the question of, am I just going to wear these all day? Right. So if you're walking out of the house and it's storming, but it's supposed to clear up by 11, do you go out in other shoes? And then That's the you just get them wet? Driving by in the cars rain. Cars in the rain. Yeah. Um, do you go out in other shoes and get them wet? Or do you commit to those rain boots all day long and then perhaps you're sweating and wishing you hadn't worn you know encase your legs in rubber mm. at four o'clock do you bring a pair of shoes to change into that's a whole process right, so of i course. don't know what about the classic umbrella what about it do you like to have an umbrella in the rain would you prefer i like an umbrella in okay. the rain how about you um yeah i never find i have a good umbrella in the rain i always find i have those inexpensive ones that if the wind blows too hard it will collapse itself perhaps open. if you took care of your umbrellas you would have a good umbrella. I like to have a good umbrella, and I like having one in my car and right. one by the door. But you don't honor them. It's true. I've lost so many of you Amanda's. Just, and you're very flippant. You're like, oh, I left it. As though they were just a sandwich bag. It's true. So I, if I, you don't honor your umbrella, you're going to have the... You're you're doomed to a life of, of Mary Poppins style... <laughs> Not Mary Poppins, but all the other nannies who got blown away. What is your, what's important to you in an, in an umbrella? Color. Oh, okay. I like a colorful umbrella because when you go into a shop or a restaurant or you're somewhere and everyone's putting their umbrellas by the door, you want one that stands out that nobody can say, oh, I thought this bright polka dot thing or this 
blue with yellow flowers is another one I have or I have a stripy one I thought that was mine you want one that nobody thought was yours right so they don't make off with your umbrella yeah I I prefer a smaller compact one that can fit in its little case and be thrown into a bag or purse personally oh, I, I prefer a big one yeah the I bigger mean, the umbrella the happier I am well I mean the better the job it does but then the more you have to lug around in your day so what about those see-through ones that kind of like dome down almost like those, an upside down those tulip. are not the good ones those are the ones you buy for three dollars when you get caught in the rain no like the, the the ones that look make you look like a mushroom and you can see through them those are the ones you buy for three dollars when you get caught in the rain no i've, I've seen those well used. i challenge you then okay go well, buy an umbrella i'm not an umbrella expert clearly because i leave mm -hmm. them behind how do you say umbrella in italian umbrello really mm -hmm. not parapluie no, that's French. Yeah, I know. Or Paragua is um, is Spanish. Paragua is oh, for 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 rain, and parasol is for sun. Is oh, an umbrella for sun? Yeah. Parasol. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever had an umbrella for sun? No. Oh, actually, you know, on the beach, those 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 big ones. Those big ones. I yeah. guess that's for sun, right? Yeah, very popular when I lived in Korea for people to have umbrellas in the sun. When you're shooting a series or a film, mm -hmm. they will very often give you an umbrella if you're standing in the sun. Not just for your comfort, but also because they don't want to deal with changing your, touching up your makeup. Or with you getting a burn or, you know, um, tan lines or anything sure. like that. Side note too, when you're filming something, whether it be a commercial or a television series or a film... They'll often give you something called a rain date, which That's means true. if it rains on this date, you have an alternative date to film. Yeah, if you're, well, yeah, like if you're filming outside. Right. Like I filmed, it's the last thing I had a rain date for. I was filming, I was being a mother on a porch. So we had a rain date for that because, right. uh, although to be honest, we were quite covered. So I think it would have had to have been storming pretty hard to to move the shoot but at the time maybe they didn't have the location secured sure so. mm -hmm. but that's just a little insight to some of our world so exciting our, umbrellas on set uh, our world with rain and rain accoutrements it's sort of slowed down the rain now you've heard it kind of but speaking of of shooting series films and rain most people know this but it's incredibly hard to shoot and capture rain so a lot of times people are shooting in the rain and you just don't know it's raining. Right. It more looks like a gray day or they look a little damp, but it doesn't, you don't realize it's actually raining because the rain doesn't get picked up by the camera. Or if you want it to look like rain, like one of those big, there's so many sounds. Yeah, there's so but many. But we're, we're, so we're inviting sounds. them in today. Yeah. If it's one of those... What is that? It's I a truck. I think it's a truck backing up. I don't know why they're backing up right here, <laughs> but they decided to. Um, one of those like dramatic last scene, and they're they're embracing in the rain or something like that. That is incredibly hard to do, and usually you've got machines making that happen. And the, those people are not just wet; they are soaked. soaked. They're being they're blasted yeah. by just the like, rain. Just like what about um, was it singing in the rain? There's a famous thing about them being just like drenched for days and I days. I never saw it, so I don't actually know. Oh, wasn't there a dance film that happens in the well, rain? Well, Singing in the Rain is a dance film. No, I know, but I feel like there was one. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I, if I ever shot anything that required rain. Like a rain scene? Yeah, that required It's rain. incredibly expensive to make happen, so usually you're with something that has a very large budget. 
they CGI'd rain for or commercialized yeah. it years ago. Uh, CGI is like a uh, computer generated um, sure. sequence. Yeah, yeah, they do that with um, snow a lot. Snow, I find, is I can spot bad yeah, snow. Yeah, CGI film. snow is. I, I have a particular issue with snow that doesn't go down because we live in a snowy climate. And snow, yes, it, it's light and sometimes goes sideways, but generally speaking, it, it's like rain. It goes down. Right. But often in certain movies, Game of Thrones was really bad for this. They would CGI snow and it would just sort of be this weird, almost like you had a fire burning and little embers were kind of right. floating all over the place. It's one of my big pet peeves. Speaking of which, I have a fire that I was tending to today that's just embers now mm-hmm. and the rain's going to take care of that so that makes me happy for me when we see snow on film when they use flakes so oftentimes they'll use potato flakes or simulated snow which mm. is flakes of something sometimes detergent what i notice immediately is that the snow will fall and it won't melt yeah so it'll land on a person's yeah. head or whatever and they'll just have these big fluffy flakes and yeah. it's like no it would have melted by now and so that's I, something uh, that always... I did a stage show that always ended with snowfall. Right. It's actually easier to do that on stage than you would think. But what we would do is we'd get somebody off stage. Ooh, that's a very that is a loud, loud truck. truck. That's a truck that's actually delivering um, recycle bins to this area. <laughs> they delivered a whole bunch of recycling bins. They're big, gorgeous recycling bins. They're very shiny. Everyone has a brand new, shiny new... I think they're black recycling bins black with a blue top for recycle green top for um organic and a black top for just regular refuse or trash oh wow fascinating Mm. uh we're talking about snow so yeah i would we we actually ended with a love actually um joke and so we would have a snow machine and it would just be all you'd see on stage is just sort of snow kind of coming out. But what they would do is uh, stage hand on the side. And where I was standing, I could always, it was almost always a guy. And I could see him holding it. And he's just holding a little machine like in the palm of his hand. Spitting oh, it was out. Small? It was quite small. Oh, I didn't realize But that. maybe about a foot big. Like okay. it wasn't that small, right. but it, two hands. But almost like um, an old camcorder. Okay. That's sort of what it would look like. Yeah. And just holding it, and it would blast on the person right in front of it, and he would get more often than not. It was um, it was suds, so soap suds. Sure. On stage, that's usually what it is because that's the easiest cleanup. You don't have any particles to clean up. It just it just melts away. It, yeah, it just bubbles off. But uh, so he would have we would have like soap suds in our eyelashes and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of other places we've been to that have rained and i remember driving in hawaii Mm -hmm. on the big island with you Mm -hmm. and we were going sort of through the center of the island where you end up seeing many different microclimates yeah and we would go from bright sun to almost desert conditions and then a bit of rain and then like real strong almost um rainforest type rain or Mm -hmm. that's what it felt like it was so uh uh pervasive around us yeah uh and then it would lighten up once again and yeah i'm just trying to think of travels where we encountered rain remember rain? Florida? i mean for me korea it would have monsoons and right. we would uh they're beautiful and uh but but powerful and so we would stay inside and just let it i kind of loved the coziness of it because it was one once they kind of came it's just a big rainstorm but once they came you just stay inside and wait kind of thing 
And uh, there is something cozy about being inside where it's warm and seeing the rain outside your window. Reminds me of that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one time in Korea, we were in a restaurant and we ended up staying in that restaurant. That's a truck. Oh my goodness. That's a truck towing. Towing a Camaro. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's so funny because it's so not busy where we are. It is so the most calm and very infrequently trafficked area. Yep. But we turn the mic on and then they all they come all, like it, moths to the light. Yes. Um, anyway, I remember being in this one restaurant and we just had to stay in there. So we just kept ordering drinks and kept ordering food because we had no choice. We were there for the night. I'll never forget this. So we were in Florida and a good friend of ours, Michelle Miracle, who's been a guest on the show, and I got caught in the rain. Like, just a flash. There's pictures of that. You guys were so soaked. Flash rainstorm that happened. Where were we? Orlando? It was Florida. No, we were in um, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. And it just poured. And it was sunny. It was sunny. Yeah. We were walking. We weren't fall. We were going to a mall. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of walking the across the parking lot of a mall. And the rain came down, and the drops were the size of the microphone we have in front of us. <laughs> and Michelle and I just got soaked. And we have these, the, the, I think when I think of Michelle Miracle, I think of these photos of me and her just drenched soaked. in a wall. Yeah. That was also the day that you bought purple shorts, I'm pretty sure. Probably. And, you, and I hated them. And you decided, since I hated them, that you would wear them every night. For a very long time. And you did. You wore them for the next like six or seven years every single night. They were like basketball shorts. So they had a shimmer and a shine and they were purple. They were so ugly. And they were great. And I got them for like in the discount two, two bin. Two dollars yeah, And they were these very comfortable basketball shorts that I ended up wearing as evening pants. They were, they were your pajamas. Yeah. yeah. You wore them every night. Yeah. Until you finally one day thought the joke was done. And off they went. And off they went. To, uh, to a better to, place. Yeah, to buy, I don't know if they went to a better place, but they they were gone from us. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other episode, talking mm-hmm. about textiles and recycling textiles and all of that. We were just, as we come to the end of our podcast, I wanted to talk about this lazy river ride. Mm, speaking we, of water. Speaking of water that we did, we I saw on the internet, it was like things you can do that are not, that are an hour away from the city. And one of them was a lazy river ride. Or lazy river. I don't think it's called a ride. It's a lazy river. No, it's not a ride. No, it's a lazy river. Experience. Experience. And so I asked Amanda, I said, do you want to go on a lazy river experience? And as she said at the start of the show that she loves to be around water. And she was totally game for it. And Matt Campagna and Melissa D'Agostino, who are also friends of the show and have appeared on episodes, joined us on this wonderful lazy river it was so incredible um they just there wasn't much instruction they drove us we parked in one place they drove us to a point we went to it's a town called kitchener which is about an hour and a half away from where we live in toronto and if you live in this area everyone refers to it as kitchener waterloo because it's two cities next to each other that are in invariably linked they're their own cities right but they're also very linked so anyway it was Kitchener, and uh, so they, we parked in a parking lot at a like a water park. 
Yeah. And then they drove us. We got into a van and they drove us to, I guess, the beginning. I guess that was the sort of end of the river. Right. So they drove us to the beginning of the river and it was probably like 15 minute drive. It's the Grand River. And when you say the beginning of the river, it's not actually the beginning of the Grand River, but it's the beginning of the two hour lazy river ride. And the river happened to be very... I don't know if this is a word, but chicane like it had a lot of chicanes in it. So you could really uh, just sit in this in this raft yeah. and let the water take you. And I thought they would be inner tubes. So I was like, we're probably going to be on inner tubes. But they were like these wonderful rafts where you could stretch your legs. They were true lazy rafts. They, they, they had a drink holder. You could just lay out on them with a little, like a bed. Almost yeah, like a had, raised like, bed. It, it had a back support, yeah. and they gave you paddles, and the river a paddle a paddle. It had a paddle on both ends, so it was one oar, like a kayak paddle, like a kayak paddle exactly. And we got in the river, and our guide Jacob pushed us in the water, and it wasn't deep, Amanda. It was like five inches deep where we were. Some some places was really not deep, like. We would get caught on like rocks. Like being in a bathtub. Yeah, you would have to sort of push your bum so you could get off the yeah, rock. Yeah, because in this raft, your bum was sort of hitting the rock, so you had to like lift it up a bit. Yeah. And then other places, it was deeper, and, and that was ideal because then the it was a very um, easy current that would drift you along. True, and we saw a blue heron. Oh, it's a beautiful bird. It actually ended our... We were out there... It took us about two and a half hours. Yeah, it was wonderful. I saw Kingfisher. Yeah. Melissa and I saw Kingfishers. Did you see Kingfishers? I think that's what we were seeing. Yeah, right. We all saw them, but I didn't know what they were. But the blue heron, um, I called it because it was this gorgeous heron, this sort of crane bird, but this color that was like a blue-gray, mm. a, a gray that had blue tinges, and I'd never seen... It was so gorgeous and so majestic, and I'd never seen a heron look like that like my parents live in florida so i'm used to white herons or you know sp- pink flamingos pink spoon-billed heron you know sp- sp- spoon-billed crane i think they're called but um when are you seeing flamingos at your parents place i never see flamingos well in florida we see flamingos that day with the rain we saw flamingos what day with the rain that you referenced in this podcast where you got caught with Michelle Miracle. We saw flamingos that day? Yeah, if you look, if you're driving through Orlando, you can see flamingos all over the place. Okay, well, I'm I'm always looking out for gators. That's my thing Yeah, I don't think you care as much about flamingos. Well, I like flamingos. Although now you're in a bird phase, so maybe. I do like the kingfisher, and you kind of dismiss the kingfisher. I'm not dismissing at all. I love the kingfisher. It's also known as? The halcyon. And when they say the halcyon days, or my halcyon days... Uh, Shakespeare, I believe, used that term, and and you hear it sometimes. That means, you know, things are just about to wane, I believe, because the halcyon or the kingfisher does come in those golden last drops of summer before it turns to fall. So, you know, those days where the humidity might lift a bit, but it's still beautiful and glorious when the sun is out and... What, what? No, I was going to say, we're in our halcyon days. We are in the halcyon halcyon days right now, yeah. Um, and, uh, it also usually references a type of sort of sweetness or nostalgia, like my halcyon days kind of thing. I hope I'm not, uh, misquoting it, but the reason that I, I love it so much is there's a beautiful play, one of my favorite plays ever written 
by a Canadian playwright, Susan Coyne, called Kingfisher Days. And it's about her adventures when she was young, but particularly her relationship with a beautiful old neighbor okay. who would leave her little notes pretending to be various fairy queens. I see. Um, he had a wild imagination, and she was a young girl, so she did too. So she would get these fairy notes and be just so excited to, to receive them. So it was just a beautiful story. What's the name of that play again? King Fisher Days. Well, we hope you enjoy your halcyon days. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoy the rain that might fall on you as we've enjoyed this little splashing of rain as mm-hmm. it's now pittering out. I will take a little um, Instagram uh video of this rain Mm -hmm. uh, for you to see and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the insomnia project if you haven't already please leave us a five-star review we love those and i'll be doing some reviews or i'll do some videos of me reading some of the wonderful reviews we just got recently amanda wonderful until then enjoy the rain enjoy the podcast enjoy whatever you're doing and we hope you were able to listen and sleep